Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. On United Queendom podcast, we have a very exciting guest with us today, all the way from season three of Drag Race UK, our favourite queen of the season. We don't love her because she's beautiful. We love her because she's an immigrant. It's Theresa May. Hola, hola, hola. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and it's 100% the tea as well and you can we have the receipts you can listen to the episodes you were absolutely our favorite who we were rooting for in our recaps um so yes so great to have you here Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for the support. It really has made a big difference uh, having the support of people like, like you guys through the whole process. So thank you. And I mean, it's not just Drag Race that you have going on. Of course, you are starring in Dick Whittington. Yes, I am. I'm going to be Queen Rat in the West End. It's <laughs> winter and I'm so excited for it. Well, you do love Dick, so it's not a huge surprise. But is this your first... <laughs> is this your first... <laughs> Is this your first panto? It is my first panto ever. It's my first panto ever. I fell in love with panto six years ago when I moved to the UK. Little did I know I would be starring in one. Uh, so I couldn't be I couldn't be happier and prouder of what I've achieved, really. Which panto did you lose your virginity to? Do you remember? It was, it was actually Dick Whittington in theatre. No. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird coincidence. You've come full circle now. I have. I have. And it's weird as well. I, I used to work as a graphic designer, so every winter, every winter I had to design, like, panto posters. And there, there, there's been a few big meetings in as well, so it's definitely full, full, fully realised circle here. Are you a two-for-one now? Do you also design the poster as well as star in the show? Or do you just... Oh, no, they don't have the fee for that. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to cut corners. And you'll be working with Cheryl Hole. Um, were you, did you know her already? I do, I do. We literally just on Saturday, uh, before I set off to, to Disneyland, we were performing together in Hartlepool and it was so much fun. And obviously uh, I've worked with YG uh, before during the pandemic actually. And I know Kitty Scott Claus, she's one of my sisters. So very excited to work with her. Yeah, of course, Kitty Scott Claus as well. So you'll be reunited with her. This, this sounds like it's going to be a very fun group. I, I would love to be in your dressing room after the show. <laughs> it'll be loud it'll be loud I know that much there'll be loads of tongue pops <laughs> probably coming off from Cheryl um, yeah, <laughs> it'll be a good one. Oh, you said it'll be loud I thought you said you'll be allowed I was like oh am I allowed in I'll come in <laughs> sorry it's the accent but you are allowed <laughs> I absolutely love your accent by the way it's like oh, two great accents mixed together making an even better one I hope it never changes <laughs> Um, if anything, it's only going to get worse, so don't worry. <laughs> as long as you don't try to do share in it, that's all I ask. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so how has life been since um, Drag Race? And by Drag Race, I mean, obviously, since it airing, obviously, because you did film it a, a while ago. Yeah. Well, it's been a world change, really. Uh, you, you go there and film, and in my case, uh, while, while you're filming, you can let... You can have a guide of how you're doing on the show because you are winning 
uh, Ruby devices or you are not. In my case, I only had one. So I, I didn't really know how, how it was going to go for me, but the, the public and the, just the British audience has really, really loved what I had to bring. So I couldn't really be more thankful. I, I get to do amazing things like Panto in the West End, like who would have told me, and many other projects for, for the new year that I can't even I can't tell, talk about, but they're going to be really, really excited as well. Really excited as well. Do you think maybe the show underestimated how much the public would love you? Because it felt like the public, I mean, we loved you, the public loved you, but it felt like the show wasn't as, I don't know, wasn't, didn't realise that you were one of the stars of the show in the edit sometimes. Yeah, well, obviously, like, clearly they didn't realise because <laughs> I wasn't going to have kicked me home. <laughs> so, <laughs> but... <laughs> But that's the magic of the show. You never know. And this time, not I don't think even the producers. And you, I, I had heard comments because you talked to them through this whole process, and they're like, they tell me you'll be fine. You, you come across really well. And, and, and I thought, well, I bet you tell this to everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't really. Obviously, uh, I didn't have the, the best fashion moments, and I didn't win the, the most challenges. But that didn't seem to, to matter to the audience and, and, uh, and I'm very thankful for that they, they they were able to see who I was and what I had to bring well, at the same time that they were ignoring the, 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 the judges critiques they didn't just stay with what they had to say they had their own opinion and I really appreciated that well, one of the main things about uh, as a fan of Drag Race is the humour and getting to laugh. And I think one thing that some people said about this season was it's been quite, uh, there's been a lot of um, like drama and negativity, but it sometimes was lacking the humour. But you were definitely the person who brought the laughs every episode, regardless of what was happening in the challenge. You were always coming out with the funniest lines. So I think that's what you really brought. And that, that kind of... Um, ends up being more important than challenge wins at the end of the day. Thank you. Uh, every episode, somehow, I, I felt like a winner. I went back to the hotel thinking, well, I did this, or I had this, like, for example, the, the owl story moment. Um, that, that, that night, I, I was on the bottom three, and any other win maybe would have felt like, like a disappointment, but I turned it around into something positive with the story, and I left the stage thinking, that was my win right there. That, uh, that was a moment. That was a gift for the audience. That was a gift for RuPaul and everyone who was there. We had such a good time with that story. So it, the, those were those were the, the, the little moments that kept me motivated to, to keep just bringing my, my all to the competition. And it worked. So and is it true I heard that you were almost a contestant on Drag Race España? Yeah. Well, I was approached <laughs> to apply, and at the moment I was like, I'm in Spain, I don't have my drag with me, because I was just visiting for Christmas. And they're like, okay, yeah, never mind, just send us whatever you have. So I sent a couple of clips, and the, the people who came back first about it, uh, with the final yes, were Drag Race UK, so I was like, well... They are the ones getting the full sausage experience. <laughs> first come, first serve. Yeah, absolutely. Never, never to say. So, if it had been Spain first, you would have gone. Would you really have gone with whoever was first? To, you, actually, my I mean, my main bet was on Drag Race UK. Yeah. And when, when Drag Race Spain approached, I was already preparing some stuff for Drag Race UK without giving up too much the, the deadlines and, and, and the timing, but I was already full on Drag Race UK, so it was it, it, it was more of a backup uh, plan, really. And um, would you ever consider doing Drag Race Hispania now? You know what? I said it I said it before. You know what it is? I had so much fun filming 
like the filming experience for me if you talk to a different queen they'll tell you something different uh, but for me it was so much fun i really thrive in those really really tense situations stressful drama like i've had i have so much fun uh, in that so, <laughs> yes i would i would actually i, I think i would have i would have i would like a little bit of a, of a rest from a competition but maybe who knows in a couple of years Oh, that's good. You already feel like that now, because usually queens take a few years to feel that way. But if you can already imagine it, that means you had a good experience. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> and how do you think that you would have done in the challenges that have happened since your elimination? Oh, I, honestly, I was so jealous. I was speaking to River last week and I was like, how much fun was this last challenge when they were tired and they had to put all these looks together? I think I would have done great. I posted my fugly looks on Instagram. People loved them. Um, I was really, really excited to showcase them. And I'm a big charity shop buyer. Like, buy like I, I have a couple around my house and I check them constantly because you find really, really good good treasures in there. I would think I would have done better. Oh, that would have been right up your street. Absolutely. Um, are you now triggered by Shout, the song? Yes. You are? <laughs> <laughs> as I thought it was going to be if I'm quite honest with you <laughs> but yes yes I haven't listened to the to, I think the first time listening to the song was while watching the episode well I've said to some queens before because obviously a lot of queens say that um, they are triggered by their elimination song and it's a bit um, but some songs that you're eliminated a, a lip sync song you don't actually hear that often where shout actually does get played quite a lot doesn't it so you're not going to be able to <laughs> yeah <laughs> Every time I walk into a bar in Newcastle, well, I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> to be honest, I've always hated that song, so. <laughs> um, are, are you and River, are you going to, like, kind of do anything together to kind of turn it into a more of a comedy moment? Yeah, well, we, we've both been preparing the lip sync. Um, I, I, think, I, think, I, I think our fans deserve a better rendition of shout as what we delivered so we might be seeing it soon we might be seeing it soon somewhere in a couple cities maybe or you could you could duet it live i bet you could both sing it better couldn't you then because you both can sing (laughs) um are you so are you finding um are you accepting that moment because i read a few of the interviews you did after eliminated and you were understandably upset by still by it because it's a harsh thing, to, especially because usually when that's happened before on Drag Race, it's earlier on in the competition and it's queens we don't know as well, whereas so many fans loved you and River, so it's really quite hard to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do you know what it was? I've, I've been very honest through the whole process uh, while filming, uh, during my audition tape, and there was no point in me doing all these interviews and being like, I think I've done it from a place of respect, but I disagreed with the decision and I was very upset because it's what you say, like double eliminations can mean lots of negative things for, for, for the Queens. And and I feared for, for when that happens for River's future and my future. Uh, So that's why it was so rewarding to see the absolute support that that the the audience had when, when the elimination happened. I was not expecting it, if I'm honest, but I come with terms with it. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great way to go. It's a shocking one. It's, a, it's, a, it's an elimination that people won't won't forget. And I always say, I'd rather be, I'd rather leave the party a bit earlier than 
evenly played and too wasted. So people are wanting more and I'm ready to give it to them. And I don't think that um, you and River are defined by that moment. I think when people remember you on the series, there'll be numerous things they remember before that. So I think that's, it's good to have a dramatic exit like Valentina, but I think you, you're both... Absolutely. It's like, bloody hell, why is it with, with Spanish-speaking queens having to live in the most dramatic... <laughs> It's scandalous. Scandalous, indeed. <laughs> and another one of your memorable moments on the show was telling RuPaul um, how well endowed you are. Uh, one of our listeners, Sam Dowler, he asked us to ask if you could be more specific. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> it was. You know what it was. My reaction to such an awkward question was to be even more awkward. It was like, you're asking me about my take, RuPaul? Let's <laughs> talk about my take. <laughs> That's how it's going to happen to me. And i got to tell you, I've never measured it. I've never measured it. I always thought my take was quite average uh, when I because I would watch lots of porn. And I was like, well, it's just quite average. But then when, when I started to have with other guys, I realized that it was a bigger than expected so there it is that's why I named myself after a Spanish sausage are you sure that all the guys you slept with aren't just very small oh no I'm joking it it hurts (laughs) no I'm kidding I'm kidding Um, but yeah obviously you turned that into a really really funny moment I mean I was surprised because I remember, because I've obviously uh, been watching Drag Race since the very beginning, and RuPaul did it in season one of American Drag Race with a contestant, and it didn't go down well, and she was very offended. And then I don't think he's done it since. I think you're like the first person since the first ever season that she's mentioned a tuck. And obviously with you, it turned into more of a funny moment, but did you find it a bit offensive or not at all? Uh, I just found it a bit weird, because it came out of nowhere. We were talking about our adverts, and then... One of a sudden, we were talking about my dick. Um, so, <laughs> what's happening here? Uh, I, I don't usually get offended. You, you see it on the show. I'm quite chill. Um, I just like, it did feel a bit awkward. But I was like, let's make this a fun moment. That, that was my whole thing uh, through the show, episode three, with the sewing challenge. They didn't like the outfit. I turned it into something to, to enjoyable for myself. And I did the same with that conversation. I was like, well... Uh, this is an, this is awkward. Let's make it even more awkward, and hopefully people will have a laugh. <laughs> um, and there has been a lot of, as I said, a lot of criticism of this season, which I think is partly because season two was so um, well received, and this season has loads of iconic moments as well. But why do you think it is getting quite a lot of criticism at the moment? Well, I, I think people are getting more vocal about their opinions on on Drag Race and what the queens. Uh, where what the queens do and, and and the knowledge about drag is getting bigger and bigger and and I, and I think there's been a big 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 disagreement between the audience and the judges yeah I think that's created a bit of tension and some of their favorites have been eliminated and, and people have all of them <laughs> because <laughs> No, there's still great points in there. No, there are. I mean, the cast uh, is great, but it's just, I think it's like the people that most fans would have chosen as who might go all the way. It's just, it's been a complete rollercoaster this season, not what you'd have predicted, which is exciting to watch, but it's just, um, it's not, usually you can kind of tell who's going to end up in the finale a little bit. And this is (laughs) with maybe one shock along the way. That's cool when, when it's when someone fucks up if it's a fan favorite and fucks up and goes home it's like it's a gag but yeah. I think the season maybe it's felt a little bit too gimmicky and too yeah. shock um, and, and some of us have felt like sacrificing lamps uh, 
sometimes just for for a, for a moment. Uh, but it's a yeah. the show. Just people need to remember that there's life after track race. River and I are going to be like performing all around the country. I'm in London, Manchester this week. I'm Liverpool this week. So people still can come and see us and enjoy us. And I'm all about creating content online. So you'll see a lot more. Not to worry. Yeah, it's not Squid Game. People don't get shot after they're eliminated. They're still alive. No, it, it did feel like that sometimes, but no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, who is your pick to win? Or is it too hard to say because obviously they're your friends? So right now, they're all my friends, but they know they know I love them all and I wish them all the best. But there is one queen that uh, that I think is going to win, and that's, that's RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. Every season. Yeah, by 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 the by the end, I think she she will have eliminated everyone, and she's gonna crown herself. Uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> in all honesty, my pick to win is Kitty Scott Ross. Yes, I think she would be a great winner. And speaking, been, sorry, speaking of picking favorites, uh, my favorite drag song of the year is "My Pussy Is Like a Peach," which. If anyone hasn't heard it yet, if you listen, you you will not be able to get it out of your head. It's very, very catchy. And I heard um, someone had said that you'd actually, it's a song you've been performing for quite a long time. Yeah. When did so, it, can you tell me the background on it? Like how it came about? So it's, it's, it's originally, my friends and I in Spain, it's like a chant that we used to do when we were partying and it's me churches como me But then this one time I translated it to English. Uh, and I was like, boy, hell, this is my pussy's like a beach outside, it's fluffy inside, it's juicy. In my accent, it rhymes perfectly and it's, be- it's beautiful poetry. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> the, first, the, first time that I, the first time that I performed it, we were at Lindy's Farm Festival, which is a, a music festival that's here up north. And we were with some queens, and I was just singing it to myself. Uh, and the queen that was like the, the one that was booking all of us was like, what are you singing? And I sang it to, to her. It's like, okay, you are doing this tonight because we need to feel a little bit of, of, of a slot because someone has fallen over and is not coming anymore. I was like, yeah, sure. So that one night, I sang it in front of everyone, taught the song to everyone of the audience, and everyone loved it. And it was like, bloody hell, this is a thing now. So since then, I've been singing it in Newcastle. Every gig I do, everyone in Newcastle knew about the song. So... <laughs> So when, when we had the theme, when I saw one of the themes that we had to prepare for Drag Room was fruits, I was like, there we are. This one is for me, baby. This one is for me. <laughs> so the, the, the song came before the, 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 the outfit. <laughs> That's why I was dressed as a peach. It was almost like a big walking advert on the runway to promote the song that was going to come out. Little did I know I was going to leave actually that night. <laughs> so it was perfect to release the, the song. But if I hadn't picked peach, I would have picked oranges because Valencia, where I'm from, is very big on exporting and, and, and lots of oranges. My parents and my grandparents have had orange fields forever. So my dad was a bit upset I didn't do oranges, but he loves the song as well. So. Well, my pussy tastes like an orange doesn't sound quite as good. So I no, think I, it has I to be peach. A bit acidic. <laughs> That's my pussy. And uh, <laughs> one person who loves your pussy is your boyfriend, who you mentioned quite a bit on Drag Race. Um, what did he make of... What's, how's his experience been of watching you become a star? Yeah, well, it's been it's been great. The, the only thing that is it's been a bit sad is that he's had to see it from far. He's living in Spain currently, so it's been a bit sad that he can, has not been able to to be part of, of this whole process, and he's had to live it from 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 Spain. But he's loved every second of it. He's seen me work hard since I started doing drag, so 
it's just nice to, to have someone so special in my life be so proud and just see the shine in their eyes when, when they see something new that I do. And he's been a very big support. I, I have not been checking much like Reddit or, or, or like Twitter or things like that out of my pages because I didn't want to find anything like hateful that could hurt my feelings. But he's been checking everything. It's like everyone is talking great things about you, sending me screenshots and everything. So it, it's been... It's been very lovely, to be honest. He, he's amazing, and I wouldn't have been able to, to, to get so far if it wasn't for, for him and his support. Yeah, I spend a lot of time on Reddit, and there's never any bad comments about you. So it's a safe place you can go. <laughs> you picking lately, to be honest. <laughs> you're overwhelmingly loved. Um, yeah. And so when did you last see him? I last saw him four weeks ago. I went to Spain. Uh, actually, it was the 9th of October, so it's probably a bit longer than, yeah. Nine weeks ago, uh, uh, nine or four weeks ago, I'm off. I went to one of my best friends was getting married, so we went to the wedding together, and then I filmed the music video in Madrid. So he came as, as my assistant oh. in, in Madrid, uh, just having fun with the queens from Drag Race Spain. So yeah, we got to spend some time together. I know, and that was another really touching moment on the show when you talked about like the importance of how hug and loneliness, because everyone could relate to that. But I think um, something that people a lot of people aren't still talking about me because it's still too fresh yeah. or raw but you really summed it up and it was really like felt like it united a lot of people to, to speak about that yeah and i got lots of lovely messages from people saying that they felt the same way and it was just nice to chat to them and just just people sometimes we are alone in our own heads but we we have a we have a supporting a circle around us we are just too afraid or too embarrassed to 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 show we are vulnerable and, and we need them and there's nothing wrong with that so if someone's listening please just make sure you reach out to people because the amount of people and fr- some of my friends saying i never know i never knew you were feeling like this we, we don't live far we could have for a social distance walk we could have just chat on the phone so it was eye-opening for me as well to, to realize how loved i'm on my circle and, and sure it won't happen again never feeling alone again Never again. Um, will you uh, be getting married to your partner? Well, we, we, there's no plans yet. We've been, actually... Mr. May. We uh, This Saturday is going to be nine years we've been together. Wow, nine years. It's a long time. But Especially no for the gays. Sorry? Especially for the gays. I mean, I'm no. I'm 11 years, so I know it's... Uh, but it's, it's not very often you find people going this long. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? So we are, we are, we are good how we are. There's, there's no plans. I, I think if we ever get married, we'll be just more a celebration uh, of us and then have fun with some friends. But for now, he's busy, I'm busy. We have our own projects going on and there's no time to think about weddings. And the wedding song wouldn't be Shout, would it? It'd be My Pussy's oh. Like a Peach. Gonna be my pussies like a peach, translated <laughs> to seven different languages. So <laughs> everyone around the world knows what's going on. Obviously, some other queens have already commented on this, and it's a bit silly, but um, there were some rumors that the season was filmed in ten days. Obviously, that's been all all, all around online, which we all know is kind of not true. But uh, do you, what did you make of that whole thing? I think I, I, you know what it is. I know where that's coming from. Willem, I know where the confusion. <laughs> confusion has been so i'm here to clear the air before we filmed the season we were called 10 days to self-isolate in the hotel oh is that where 10 days is from yeah i think that's where it's coming from because we were 10 days that we were not doing anything and to be honest we're the best 10 days 
ever because they treated us so well. They gave us like we had bath bombs, masks. So I had the most relaxing time during those ten days, and really all helped us just to get ready for the competition. So I think the information has been mixed, but please know it was not filmed in ten days. It was it was a race. It was rushed, but that's the nature of the show. So that is why you want to go back to All Stars because you want to be in isolation again. You loved it. I, I want. I want. You want those bath bombs. Those power moment, like I want those bath bombs, and I want those face masks. It was great. I just took some of my costumes, finished painting my favorite things outfit for week one. Oh, I loved that. And yeah, you painted it yourself, didn't you? Oh, so they let you kind of work on your outfits in isolation. Yeah, well, we brought some stuff uh, to keep busy, really, because it was a long time. So I just f- finished some final touches. Uh, it was paid, so, yeah, it was <laughs> fun. It was fun. <coughs> Sorry. Is it true that um, Charity and Rue had a fallout, but it didn't air on the show? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Again, that's another Willem rumour. I know! I don't know where that came from. It's just, it, that didn't happen. Unless I missed it, which I don't think I did, because... That week, what week was that? That week was, what week was that meant to be? I'm not sure, I don't think he said specifically. I think he's just said that Charity said something thinking that she wasn't miked about Rue and Rue heard it and then Rue called her out on the main stage. That was the rumour, but I'm not sure which week. I think maybe week, I think it was actually the week before she went home. So Spice Girls. Yes, yes, Spice Girls. Well, I wasn't on the main stage that week, so I'll ask the girls, but I, I'm not aware of it. It's not something we've been talking about. I'm going to keep digging. And, um, if you find out, tell me. I will, I'll spill the tea. And um, is there any reality show that you'd love to go on now that you're a beloved superstar? Any non-drag oh ones? God, honestly, there are so many. Uh, I love, uh, I'm a celebrity, I bloody love... I always, I, I always said, because there's a Spanish version of it as well. So I, when I was a teenager, I, I used to always say, I just want to be famous so I can be on that show because they only <laughs> get celebrities. I love Strictly Come Dancing. I know I'm not a great dancer, but that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Also, I need to be paired with Gorka Marquez. <laughs> he's the Spanish one. Yep. He's the sexiest man in the Spanish. He's the sexiest Spanish man in the UK and the sexiest Spanish woman in the UK. So that <laughs> the, the Great British Celebrity Bake Off. Uh, it's almost also something I would like to do in Christmas. I just love. I just love it so much. British TV is so bloody good. So I should have asked you which reality show would you not want to do, and then that would have been I know. easier. We'll finish. <laughs> it doesn't ruin my life now. One after the other, and if they are clever, they'll get me in. No, they'll get the moments. Well, there's so many amazing things that you've done, but I swear the thing that I'm most jealous of is I read that the the Vic from the chase is a big fan of yours because i love 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 the chase so (laughs) so is it amazing having like celebrity fans like that it's mental it's it's really really crazy because you forget like celebrities almost also watch uh, the show so every time we get like a follow on social media from a celebrity or a tweet or someone in an article mentioned uh, mentions us we're like Fucking hell, like, this is really crazy. And then she's, I'm a big fan of hers as well. So she was, she was a big supporter from the beginning since, since the Meet the Queens was announced. So really, really, really appreciate her. Yeah, it's, it's actually my dream to go on the chase. So that's that's my version of your, your bake-off, yes, truly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and has there been any other celebrities that have got in touch that have surprised you or followed you or you've met? 
So Tom Daly messaged a couple of times. And he's so lovely. He slid into your DMs. Sorry? <laughs> he slid into your DMs. He did. No, I'm joking. I don't know like him too, but no, no. He was, he was great. Um, age from, from Steps has been such a big support of us, all of all of us girls. Like, he, he talks to us on the regular. He's been really lovely. Who else was? Who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, sure there are a few more, but those are on top of my head. Has Theresa May been in touch? She hasn't, but there was an MP at the Attitude Awards, and she she said she she knew her personally. It was like, would you like to send her a message? So like, sure, girl, why not? Let's. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, Theresa, you ever want <laughs> to learn how to walk in a bit something higher than a kitten hill? Give me a call. I'll help you out. <laughs> The, th- the thing is, it's going to be like Jodie Harsh, where the person who the name is a reference to is you're going to be more famous than Theresa May. <laughs> you know what? That's about to happen. She's gone now, so this is the this is the Theresa May supremacy. Now. Listen, no one around the world knows who Theresa May is anymore. They know who Theresa May is. <laughs> It's funny because some some of my friends are like, I can't say the name Theresa May anymore. All it comes out of my mouth is Theresa May. It's, it's that, that slight change. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I kept getting told off by my co-host when we were recapping because I couldn't stop saying Chorizo. And I find I, I now I now can say it, but it took me a long time to um, get it. It's been a big educational thing, and I'm very proud of that. It's one of the reasons I named myself Theresa as well because I knew British people can't say the word Chorizo. But it's chorizo, but they call it chorizo. I don't know where the T is coming from. Like there's all these things, and I just thought it was. I was ready to be mispronounced. So every time someone does it, I just laugh. It's, it's, I didn't know it was chorizo. Oh my god, chorizo. chorizo! If I say that, will will I sound like I'm being wanky? Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's like I love it when when people come to us like, oh, I've been to Barcelona, and they make such an effort, <laughs> and it's just very, very lovely. Oh, well, you've been an absolute joy to watch on Drag Race. You've been an absolute joy in this interview. And I look forward to following everything you do from now on, because I think you're amazing. Thank you so much. There might be some mu- more music coming up. And of course, the, the panto is Dick Whittington in the West End. I'll be definitely coming to Dick Whittington. I'm going to come get some of that dick. Um, and get this dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't say that to RuPaul, whatever you do. <laughs> but thank you so much for speaking to me, Teresa. Thanks so much, babe. Lots of love. Bye.